Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Dojos of DFW podcast. Um, this week, I'm talking to Blake Dvorak, a head instructor at Top Game Jiu-Jitsu in Corinth, Texas, so still in Denton County. Um, and this is a school that only does Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and um, has been active for a couple of years, and so uh, stay tuned for that interview with him. Before we get into the interview, I wanted to tell you about um, an event that's going to be happening that some people here in the DFW area will be participating in, and that is a online day of seminars on April 9th uh, called Fighting for Jesse, and it's um, for a, a little girl, um, Jesse Brown, who has leukemia and is going through treatment um, right now at St. Jude's, and um, there's a GoFundMe page set up that you can find um, for Jesse Strong. It's uh, the, kind of what the campaign is called. But you can also, um, on Facebook, search for Fighting for Jesse and find the um, event page for that event. And again, on April 9th, there will be online um, sessions with instructors from all around the country uh, leading 30-minute sessions um, in Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, so you'll be able to take part in that and kind of see how the, that event will unfold. But it'll unfold. It'll be Saturday, April 9th. And again, you can find information on Facebook. Um, search for Fighting for Jesse, and it's an event that will pop up for uh, April 9th. And again, there's also a GoFundMe page that you can you can search for as well if you would like to donate um, anything to the family. They would uh, be appreciative. Um, but that's just a program I wanted to tell you about because it will involve some of the schools around um, the DFW area and uh, and throughout Texas that will be participating in that day, giving seminars, but also other schools around the country. Um, so take a look for that and uh, enjoy this episode uh, about Top Game Jiu-Jitsu in Corinth, Texas. I'm here today at Top Game Jiu-Jitsu in Corinth, um, Texas, with uh, owner and instructor uh, Blake Dvorak. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, sir. It's nice to be here. Great. Thanks. Um, so uh, we're just going to talk a little bit today about your school and kind of your background. So if you want to start out, can give us a little bio and how you got interested in martial arts? Okay. Well, uh my dad and I were really big fans of the UFC. We went to go uh, see UFC 171 when it came to Dallas not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was Robbie Lawler and Johnny Hendricks. That was a big thing for us. But uh, just wanted to find some way to kind of hang out and bond with my dad because we didn't really have that much in common. So uh, we he heard through a friend about this martial arts academy, MMA gym, in uh, I think it was in Louisville at the time back in 2007. And we walked in, tried a class, and signed up that night, and that was it for us. I've been doing it ever since. Right, and so you um, pretty much have always just studied uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah, I did a little bit of Muay Thai kickboxing, and when I say a little bit, I mean like mm-hmm. six months or less, and it just didn't appeal to me, but something about Jiu-Jitsu made it, made it just stuck in my head, and I loved it, and I've sure. loved it ever since. Right, and so, uh, so you started in 2007. Um, when did you start teaching? I started teaching, I was 15 at the time. I don't remember exactly what year I started teaching, but it was about when I was 17 or 18. I got the opportunity to be one of the assistant coaches for the kids program at my old school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over time I learned, you know, how to talk to the kids and guide them in the right direction and, you know, how to break down techniques to where a five-year-old could understand it. And then just over time, uh, the person who ran the kids' program ended up having to go off to college, so I got asked to step up and run the kids' program there, and ever since then, I've been doing jiu-jitsu full-time. It's been my full-time job. 
Uh, and a lot of people don't uh, who don't know about jujitsu. Um, since it's still fairly new in the United States, you can start teaching usually around blue or purple belt, depending on the, yeah, the school. So. Yeah, I was a blue belt when I started helping with the kids mm-hmm. class, but then I I got up to like I think it was purple belt when they finally said you know you can run something now, mm-hmm. and then about two years ago in April we opened up this place, and I was still a purple belt, but I'd been a purple belt for probably two and a half years at the mm-hmm. time. I stayed purple for three and a half years. And, uh, you know, I, I ran a good school. I, at least I thought I ran a good school. I got a lot of a lot of students who really enjoy coming here. And I've, you know, produced a lot of champions out in the DFW area. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. And so you're currently a brown belt? Yes, now? I'm a brown belt now. Three stripes on my brown belt. Which is, yeah, again, fairly common in the United States, at least, to find a lot of schools that are owned by... Lower, round, lower ranks than brown, brown belt. belt. Yeah, areas. exactly. It's a good place to start. Good yeah, way to build a right. build a base. Um, so, um, who have your teachers been? Or have you probably just studied with one teacher the whole time? No, I, I started at a place called North Texas MMA with Terry Corcoran and Matt Larry, mm-hmm. and I went from white to purple there. And then I opened up this place, and I found a guy named Alan Moeller, and he runs Moeller Jiu Jitsu. He's got two locations out here in DFW. He's got one in Capel and a beautiful location out in Deep Ellum, and I got my brown belt from him, and I've been with Coach Moeller ever since. Mm-hmm. And how, how long has this school been open? Uh, it'll be two years in April. Okay. Was this your first location? Yes, you this is our only location. This is yes. your only location? Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and uh, what kind of lineage do your teachers have? Are, so is it Gracie Jiu-Jitsu or uh, Mikado? Or like, which it's Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. So Alan Moeller got his black belt from a guy named... Jacare, who is the head of the 10-time world champion Team Alliance. Mm-hmm. He was actually the first American black belt under Team Alliance. Uh, Jacare got his black belt from a man named Hollis Gracie, and Hollis only gave out maybe 10, 10 black belts, I think, because he died really early on in a hang gliding accident. But he was you know, one of the greatest Gracies there were. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think he got his black belt from Carlos Gracie, so that's about... I think that's about as far back as the lineage goes. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. Maybe missed a person or two with after Hollis, but as far as I know, it goes Moeller, Jacare, and Hollis. Sure. Um, so as far as your school here goes, um, how do you uh, – there's a lot of differences with how people do um, rank advancement in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. What do you follow? Are you – mostly competition-based or technique-based, or do you make people be choked out for their belts like something to do? <laughs> you know, what kind of... What kind of it, it's, it's, it's mostly a time thing. I, my biggest thing is um, commitment, coming in mm-hmm. over and over again, you know, never not missing many classes. You know, you got to show me that you want it. Uh, I, competition is a factor. It's not the only factor. I know some schools are really big about pushing that, but, you know, not everybody wants to come in and be right. a world champion. You know, some people just want to come in, hang out, uh, learn a cool way to defend themselves, learn a cool sport, you know, compete every once in a while and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. But I'm, I'm pretty strict when I follow the IBJJF mm-hmm. guidelines for belts. I follow their minimums. Um, I, when I get my black belt, I'm going to get certified with them. So I think it's just nice to have a governing body that can, you know, keep you in line and keep the sport, you know, Organized. Right. You know, I don't agree with everything they do, but you know, I like I like the idea of having minimum times, um, 
you know, if, if somebody really needs to rank up to where it's not even fair anymore and they're just beating up everybody, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's that's one thing. But sure. I, I do enjoy yeah. it. So the, yeah, because I know the law schools that you have to get a gold medal to get your next stripe, you know, yeah. competitions. And yeah, stuff. I don't really, but, really yeah. believe in that. You know, I'd like to. I'd like to think that everybody who walks through the door is going to be a beast and go out there and tap everybody, but that's just not the case. Right, it wasn't yeah. the case with me. I mean, I, I did fairly well in competition, but mm-hmm. by no means did I go out there and just kill everybody all the right. time. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Way too many good people out here um so what about what kind of programs then do you offer here um your jujitsu as uh an art do you focus on the competition side or the self-defense side or both mainly we're a competition school Mm -hmm. we're a sports school Mm -hmm. um i do we do a free self-defense seminar once a month for the community you know anybody can come in and kind of try it out just very basic jiu-jitsu based self-defense but as far as our nightly classes go we focus mainly on sport jiu-jitsu just Mm -hmm. because i think it's more fun Mm -hmm. you know you can go anywhere to learn you know self-defense and you know how to block punches Mm -hmm. and take people to the ground in very basic ways but when you can take that and then add a sport aspect on top of it. I think it's good for kids. It gives them, you know, motivates them to want to train and be better. Because if you just keep telling them, you know, you're going to be able to fight off a bully. I mean, if they never encounter a bully in their life, which I hope that that's not the case. But if they never encounter a bully in their life, they'll never get to use it. They'll never get to see the the benefit of what they're doing. But if they can go out there and compete against other kids and kind of see where they're at and see what they're really learning and really understand that this is valuable, I think that that's more important than just just self-defense because even the most I I think even the most basic sport technique if you really follow the fundamental rules I mean it's it's all the same thing Mm -hmm. so great um so programs that you offer here um tell me a little bit about your kids program uh the kids program we start at age five that's the minimum age um it Really, really, it's a lot of fun. I like teaching the kids class. Mm-hmm. I like having, you know, a kid who didn't really excel at other sports or who was really shy and didn't like to talk to people and watching them come up in an environment to where, you know, they're forced to engage with other people and, you know, not in an awkward way and in kind of a, a more fun way and kind of teach them their social skills and their coordination and where their head is at in space because that's one thing that blew my mind when I first started teaching kids is they have no idea where their head is at. They're just walking around, bumping into stuff Mm -hmm. and just forcing them, forcing is a bad word, but showing them drills to, you know, this is how you move properly. This is how you fall down. This is how, if somebody's on top of you and they're trying to punch you, this is how you stop that from happening. You know, and then it gets into more advanced things like this is how you pass the guard. This is how you apply an arm bar. Mm-hmm. So watching them grow in different stages, I think, is is my favorite part. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really what the kids program is. It's teaching teaching kids how to be you know human beings through martial arts. Mm-hmm. You know, because kids are they're like puppies. They're ready to be. They want to be shown the way. They want to be programmed. They want to have a role model to look up to and have a vision of what they're going to be later on in life. And I think if I can have any part in that, I think that's really special. Sure. And how many classes for kids do you do a week? Five. five? Okay. Monday through Friday at five. Mm-hmm. Great. And then, um, and then, so you separate then out a teenager, teenage class, right? Yeah, I, class I, I call it a teen's class, mm-hmm. but it's more for the, the kids who are too small for the adult class, mm-hmm. but too big for the kids' class. Sure. So it could be anywhere from 10 to and. 15 mm-hmm. you know and that that's a little bit more fun because mm-hmm. the kids are a little bit they're a little bit older they can talk back with you they sure. they're a little bit more you know 
cognitive of things in the world and it's a lot of fun to sit and chat with them and you know again kind of help kind of guide them in the right direction because at that age I feel you can go one of two ways you can go towards you know screwing off and not really focusing and just kind of floating through life or you can learn a little bit of discipline and you know learn discipline through a way that you enjoy you know when you when you can see a kid who didn't really apply themselves in anything they come in here they learn a few techniques they go out and win a gold medal and they learn about if if I can focus if I can apply myself and I really understand what giving a hundred percent is I can do anything mm-hmm. and I think that's gonna follow them into college and into their careers and maybe even be martial artists themselves and they when they get older sure and then um, for your adult classes then do you do um do you do gi and no gi here? Yes, we're primarily a gi school, mm-hmm. and that's just because the people here kind of gravitate towards that more, and sure. I, I do as well. I'm a mm-hmm. big fan of the gi. But we do have one no gi class a night, or excuse me, a week. And uh, it's 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 fun, mm-hmm. but we're definitely more of a gi school. Mm-hmm. Do you get a lot of, uh, or do you get anybody who comes here to train that's wanting to do MMA, you know, also, or the, anybody that does? We, we're pretty adamant about letting people know up front that we're strictly a jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. school. You know, I, I was never interested in fighting MMA myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not qualified to teach striking. You know, I understand how to throw a punch and a kick, but I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know, tell somebody, hey, I'm a excellent boxer and I'm going to teach you how to be the best because I'm, sure. I'm not. So, um, although with... Uh, my gym, having uh, Coach Moeller as my professor, my students can go and take his striking classes mm-hmm. and things like that too. So if they're interested in that, they can go, you know, once, twice a week over to one of his locations and sure. take a boxing class and okay. just kind of round themselves out a little right. bit if that's what they like. Mm-hmm. But typically, people who come in here, once they put the gi on and they really start training jujitsu, I think that kind of hooks them and they mm-hmm. stay in that on that path because mm-hmm. I mean some people like to get punched in the face for fun I'm not one of those yeah, people no, yeah. I'm not <laughs> one of those people at all I've been I've, I've been getting back into training lately and uh, you know just for about the past three or four weeks and every day I've come home with something new hurting you know and my wife's like why are you doing this and I was like well part of it teaches you what not to do the next time yeah exactly I said said, there are some people though that like it to get hit on purpose yeah not saying you won't be sore and hurt after a jiu-jitsu class but yeah yeah, you're not gonna be going home with blunt force trauma this elbow still hurts from an arm bar three weeks ago (laughs) uh, it it happens but um, with uh, jiu-jitsu competitions now um, are you a fan of the Kind of the new submission only competitions. Oh yeah, new? that's where I that's yeah. where I do the best personally. Mm-hmm. I love submission only. There's a tournament run out here by a uh, black belt in Fort Worth named Chris Story. He runs a tournament called the BJJ Classic, mm-hmm. and they run no points, no time limit tournaments. Mm-hmm. Excellent, love those. Um, I know Seth Daniels from out in Colorado. He's starting this uh, fight to win pro where it's similar to the Meta Morris event to mm-hmm. where it's a raised stage. Uh, it's submission only with a certain amount of time. You have to submit your opponent. And uh, he's been taking off really well with that. Those are really fun to watch. He's been starting to get a lot of high-level black belts who were kind of taking notice that, you know, this is somebody who's actually being professional about it and mm-hmm. paying the athletes on time and things sure. like that. Because, you know, if you dedicate your life to jiu-jitsu, if you don't have sponsors or you don't run an academy or you don't have a good social media presence, there's not a whole lot of money to be made. Right. So, you know, all this time and effort we're putting into something, having somebody step up and want to pay us to show off what we're doing, that's mm-hmm. that's something really cool and something that everybody should support. So any kind of thing like that so, is good. So do you train for both here then, like 
you train people to do the submission only mm-hmm. tournaments or yeah, I, yourself? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we we train. We go for the submission. That's mm-hmm. definitely the the goal. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll play to what the rule set is. Mm-hmm. If it's points and there's time, we'll obviously plan a strategy to be effective there. But always chasing the submission. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't just because in submission only tournaments, if there's no points, you know, somebody passes your guard, it's not the end of the world. Take a second, make sure you're defending, get back to guard, everything's cool. Mm-hmm. Somebody passes your guard in a points tournament, you're down three points, now you got to hustle, especially when you have you know, seven minutes only. Sounds like a long time, but when somebody's coming at you trying to choke you or take an arm, you know, it goes by sure. pretty quick. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what kind of, um, just as far as the way you run the school, how, how do you... Um, do you work on a month-to-month basis, or do you have a, a contract that you do, or just so people kind of know what to expect? Or? We we do we do a month-to-month option. It's mm-hmm. a little bit pricier, right. um, just because you know I can't I don't I, you can pay cash and mm-hmm. I can't really keep track of that. So if you disappear, you know, right, that's okay. We do have other options. We have a six-month and a twelve-month option for adults, and a three-month and six-month options for kids. Mm-hmm. So every person you, in your family that decides to sign up. As well, we take ten dollars off per mm-hmm. person. So, and we're always really willing to work with people. Sure. If you if you sign up here and car breaks down, mm-hmm. one kids have to go to the hospital. You know, we're not going to keep charging you and billing you, sure. or you move away. You know, I'm not going to keep charging you and billing mm-hmm. you. So, we're humans too. We understand stuff happens. So, as long as they come and talk to us, we're always willing to help out people. You know, um, and then sort of related the. In jiu-jitsu especially, there's um, you know this growing idea of open gyms. Do you have open gym times where people from other schools come and train? Mm-hmm. or just so you do Yeah, that absolutely. Too? Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 1, we open the doors to mm-hmm. everybody to come out and train. It's really important to not only meet people in the community and build a bond that way, but to challenge yourself against people who are doing something different. Right. You know, all these different academies are learning different techniques and different ways. You know, mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu, your jiu-jitsu is like your fingerprint. It's mm-hmm. always going to be different from somebody else's. You might have certain things that you do similar, but it's always going to be different. And being able to expose yourself to what other people are doing, that's going to help you in competition. It's going to help you. It may just, some, some a white belt from another academy may come in and do something that their professor showed, and mm-hmm. it'll blow my mind. You know, that's sure. the cool thing about jiu-jitsu. There's always something new to learn. And closing yourself off to s- somebody else's academy because you're trying to keep secrets mm-hmm. or you're worried about your student leaving or something is going to hurt everybody. And that, hurt, that hurts jiu-jitsu as a whole. So being open... You know, being friendly, being able to talk to anybody and everybody is, you know, I think that's very important. It's a really interesting idea, and it seems to only exist so far in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu schools. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no open Taekwondo gyms or open, you know, Kung Fu gyms or anything like that. And it'd be interesting that if more people did that, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting phenomenon. I'm just kind of finding out. Do you have a pretty active group that comes here or do you get a lot of the same people that come we're, we're a little bit out of the way mm-hmm. as far as most other schools in DFW sure. go um, so we don't have a whole lot of people who come out here mm-hmm. particularly but I mean my students they'll go cross train mm-hmm. all over the place you know mm-hmm. I want I want them to build bonds with people that's one of the things that yeah. draws people to jiu-jitsu is the brotherhood and you know just having people with a like-mindedness as you that you want to hang out with, that you want to get to know that, you know, I think that's that's something important that everybody should be a part of. Sure. Um, here's, here's a good one for you. Does the name of your school reflect your style of teaching? The name of the school <laughs> is Ironic. We I remember when we were getting this place set up, we uh, 
could not think of a name. Mm-hmm. Just throwing words out there and trying to see what stuck. Sure. And one day I said, top game. And then after after that, everything else sounded stupid. Mm-hmm. So we, we stuck with that. And we thought it was funny because I'm a guard player, so mm-hmm. I like to play off my back more. Right. And I thought that the top game in jiu-jitsu is the guard. Mm-hmm. That was my top game. So mm-hmm. I, I thought it was okay. just, a, it was just a funny play on words. Yeah, yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, so... Anything else about this school that you want to mention? Um, I we we built this place to be your second home. This is when you sign up here. This is your new family. Uh, everybody's really friendly. We have a really you know really good group of guys who, when somebody new walks in, everybody will come up, shake your hand, and say hi. You'll you'll feel welcome. You're not gonna feel alienated, and because you know sometimes you walk into a place that's brand new to you, and nobody comes up and says hi, and it's just really awkward at first. We really do our best to make sure that we make sure that you're comfortable here, and that we you're gonna you're going to be different you know you're the way you think is going to be different the way you eat is going to be different you know you're going to think about all the other aspects in your life to see how it could help your jujitsu and I, I that's that's the biggest thing for us we want we want people to want to be here we don't want you to be here because you decided to sign up and you're paying for it or that you know you have to get in shape we want it to be a, a fun thing that you you want to do that's going to better you sure um, do you want to maybe describe your facility a little bit? Um, I'm going to maybe take a couple of pictures to post up with it, but do you want to tell me what you offer here in the facility? Okay. We, uh, we're a gameness affiliate, so we have all kinds of gameness geese and belts here. We're also a century affiliate, so we have a couple of different choices as far as that goes. Uh, we have 1,200 square feet of mat space. That's two inches thick. It's a Dalamar rollout mats. They're the best we could find. And it's bigger than my last house. We love them. <laughs> yeah, we love those mats. They're uh, kind of the centerpiece of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Just about everything in here was hand-built. Uh, we have the bleachers up front that you'll see that those are handmade. We hand-built our changing rooms. Um, we installed our own water fountain. We installed the mat ourselves. I think the only thing we didn't do was build the furniture and... Mm-hmm. And the carpeting and paint, everything else was all hand hand built and hand done by us. Right. And um, do you offer? Um, I think I'm Do you have some other classes that are done here that, besides just jujitsu? Or no, it's strictly jujitsu. We we did have a Pilates class. My wife ran a Pilates class here for a little while. It didn't really take off, and actually, that's when the teens class kind of got started okay. because she was teaching the Pilates class, and we had these older kids who didn't have a space to go, so they were in the adult class. They didn't really mix well. Didn't really get you know good training, so we had to move that class out to make the mm-hmm. teens class. So, but yeah, we we are strictly jujitsu. We stick to you know one thing that that way. You know, some some people want to be everything all the time to everybody, and you know, mm-hmm. I think we have one discipline. We have one thing that we do, and we think we're really really good at it. Sure, great. Uh, well, kind of as a to finish out and got a few questions kind of just asking everybody as we go along um you know some little things if um if you could think of somebody dead or alive movie star or not or whatever who you think um just to you or to everyone who'd be one of the most influential martial artists martial artists i don't know i'd really like to sit and talk with hicks and gracie Mm -hmm. that dude has fascinated me since i was a white belt his mentality the way he approaches things um just the sheer toughness and badassness that he exudes is mm-hmm. really cool. He's almost like a almost like a fictional character 
kind of. He's like the Brazilian jiu-jitsu's version of Bruce Lee. So sure. I think just listening and sitting, listening and sorry, excuse me, sitting and listening to him talk would be would be awesome. Same thing with there's a guy in San Diego named Salo Hibero. Every time he talks, it's like in a, being in a philosophy class. So I I would like to sit and talk with those guys. I think that'd be really cool. Um, and then another question is. Uh, has there ever been or is there ever a different martial art that you would be interested in studying? I'd like to try judo. We have a judo black belt, Jason Solly. He comes out every once in a while on Sundays to teach a judo class, and that's always been really interesting to me. I think the throws are beautiful. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool things that you can – it's in the gi too, so you sure. can use the gi to apply it, and I think it complements jiu-jitsu really well. Mm-hmm. But uh, as, until I get that black belt, this is all I'm going to be focusing on. Sure. Okay. I, I want that black belt more than anything in the world. No problem. Um, and then uh, just one last thing about your school. Do you offer other events and seminars here at the school sometimes? Or yeah, we're actually, having, we're actually having uh, Professor Alan Moeller come out on April 16th for a seminar. We're going to give some people some belts, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a pretty big thing. Whenever we give out belts, we always uh, get the person's name embroidered in the belt, mm-hmm. the date they got it. We have these little pictures here that this is actually Coach Dave said he got. We'll get a picture of you with Professor Moeller. Um, and us as well, and everybody from the gym will sign a nice little note uh-huh. around the outside of the picture, and we'll get a nice little, you know, engraving that says you got your belt, where you got it, your name, all that cool stuff. So you put a lot of time and effort into us, so we always like to give a little bit back when we can. Great. And so, do you uh, do you kind of co-run the school with your father? Yeah, yeah, still? we so, do. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm the lead instructor. As far as it goes right now, I'm pretty much I take care of everything that happens on the mat. Mm-hmm. He takes care of all the the back end stuff mm-hmm. and things like that. So yeah. couldn't do without him. He uh, he's been a, a the biggest help you know in my life. And I thought it was really cool that he believed in us enough to make such a huge investment and it seems to be paying off sure you know, we've been putting our nose to the grindstone when we first we first acquired the building in february of 2014 and we worked 12 hour days every day up until the day we opened getting mm-hmm. this place ready so it's, it's been always, an adventure it's um you know it's great that it's coming more common for people who run martial arts schools to be able to do it full-time and not have to work one or two other jobs during the day and teach at night, you know, now yeah. people can come in. Do you do private lessons and stuff too? Sometimes? I do, yeah, do absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He uh, he still works his second mm-hmm. job, but he's got a pretty important job that he does. He works sure. for Northrop Grumman, so he uh, he's always, always working, always working. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that he takes the extra time to come out here and help out too. So how can people find out more information about the school? Uh, you can find us at TopGameJJ.com, TopGameJJ, like jujitsu.com. Uh, it's got just about everything you need to know about us, lineage, um, class schedule, all that good stuff. Uh, we're also really big on Facebook, so you can find us at Facebook.com slash TopGameBJJ. Had to change that one up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we're always posting you know, videos of kids training, videos of the adults training, uh, different specials that we're running. I think the one we're running right now is your first 10 days or $10. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last promotion we did was $25 for your first month, and that went over great. People mm-hmm. really, really liked that one. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the best place to really to contact us Twitter, and find us. Uh, we're, st- we're starting up a Twitter right now. Uh, that's still really, really new, but uh, once that gets up, we'll put we'll start – co-promoting that on the Facebook and everything, too. And what's the address here in the building? Uh, we are 1402 North Corinth Street, 
Suite 209 in Corinth, Texas. We are right across the street from NCTC and right behind Angelina's Mexican Food. So you won't see us driving by, but if you look hard enough, you'll find us. Great. All right. Well, I appreciate you having you on the podcast. And, awesome. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming out. It's a lot of fun. If anybody has questions, feel free to go to their website and find out more information. Yes, please right. do. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. As always, you can find the Dojos of DFW podcast at our website, dojosofdfw.wordpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash dojosofdfw. Um, the podcasts are also posted on SoundCloud. You can search for Dojos of DFW there. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you don't mind, if you use one of those services, please go uh, rate, review, um, and subscribe to the podcast on either one of those sites. It would be very helpful. Um, as soon as Google Play's podcasts uh, are available, we hopefully will be there too. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, again, Dojos of DFW, uh, and send us a message there. As always, if you uh, own a school in the area that you'd like to have featured or teach at one, um, please send us suggestions. Or if you just have a suggestion, uh, please send it on. Uh, the email address is dojosofdfw at gmail.com, and we will talk to whoever we can. Uh, Beginning now, we will go every two weeks with episodes, so stay tuned um, every other Thursday uh, evening for a new episode starting uh, two weeks from today. All right, thanks. Bye.